what were you expecting? Because I'm Wiccan, you thought I'd glide in with a little Wicca 101 right away? Oh, don't worry, that's coming later. But what I promised you is a podcast that explores all things pagan. And that, friends, is what I'm bringing to the table. And in a huge way, the Satanic Temple is one of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place. So hold on to your conical-shaped hats, broomies, because here we go. Greetings. You have wandered upon Broomstave Witchery, a podcast that explores all things pagan. My name is Sabrin Whitethorn, and I'll be your guide. So grab yourself some tea and come talk a spell with me. Have you ever had an experience that was so humbling that it took you out of commission for days where you couldn't even sit alone without feeling extreme embarrassment, regret, and deep personal shame? Well, friends, that was me at the end of March 2020. I was on Instagram, hopping around to various accounts I followed And I happened across a post with an inverted pentagram that was talking about the Satanic Temple. And what happened next was a mixture of a few different things that all blended together in a very humbling and eye-opening lesson. A little backstory. As you heard me say in episode zero, I've been Wiccan for 25 years, but have been a witch much longer. I was practicing what I now know to be witchcraft as early as age six, long before I understood exactly what I was doing or what witchcraft was. That's a story for another day, but it does feed into my point, I promise. I grew up in a Christian family, and I do mean Christian. A significant chunk of my family were missionaries that lived in Japan, building churches, running those churches, and spreading the word of their God. I was raised to be Baptist Christian, and for as long as I can remember, every Sunday I put on a dress or skirt or nicer than normal pants and was touted off to church with my mom and sister. There's a much longer story to my history here, but I'll revisit this and offer more details at a later time. My point in telling you this much today is simply to give you an idea of what I mean when I say that I had 14 to 15 years of Christianity drilled into my head before this humbling moment occurred. Fast forward to March of 2020. As I'm sitting there looking at this post about the satanic temple with an inverted pentagram, I didn't even fully read the post. Yeah. And then I did something extremely out of character for me. I commented. I almost never comment on random social media posts. Even in the past when there's been heated discussion, I just keep my trap shut. Let me state here, I don't keep quiet when it's important. When there's a stand that needs to be made, I make one. I do believe that passivity is tolerance. I'm just talking about random posts here, where people decide to be trolls for no reason other than boredom or to get a rise out of people. But this day, this day, I lit off and let my fingers type away and I hit send with a flourish. I don't even remember exactly what it was I said, 
but it was something extremely ignorant, offensive, and let's be honest here, stupid. It was something to the effect of, this is why Wicca gets such a bad name and why everyone thinks we worship Satan and we're constantly having to defend ourselves because this beautiful symbol gets taken and distorted into something it's not. Does this sound like the words of an educated witch who prides herself on open-mindedness and inclusion? No. No, it does not. This was not my finer moment, friends. I got an almost immediate response to my comment, and it was not what I was expecting. There was no argument. There was no anger. There was no ridicule, backlash, or correction. There was one simple word, which made my insides seize up and tears pour down my face. The response I got was simply, wow, and then my username was tagged. And that was all it took for me. First of all, I immediately deleted my comment. Not because I was worried about backlash, I would absolutely have deserved that. But because I was genuinely and personally horrified by my own actions. And then I took five minutes, five minutes to Google the Satanic Temple. Five minutes. After all was said and done, I went back on Instagram and I sent that person a direct message. I apologized thoroughly and humbly, and with absolute, genuine value. I told them how embarrassed and ashamed I was of the fact that I had just done to the Satanic Temple what I've been complaining about people doing to Wicca and witchcraft for years. That I opened my mouth and bashed in an ignorant and disrespectful manner something I knew absolutely nothing about. And instead of taking five minutes to educate myself... I allowed the false information and lies and fear that were drilled into my head by the church for 15 years to think for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not blaming the church for my actions. What I said was absolutely on me. I mention this only to state that the things you learn as a child really do stay with you, no matter how much you fight to free yourself from thinking that doesn't serve you. The person did respond back to me, thanking me for my apology and saying that they were glad I educated myself and that there were no hard feelings. But of course, this didn't make me feel any better. I was in a funk for days, questioning myself and everything I thought I knew about myself. I was clearly not the open-minded, non-judgmental person I thought myself to be. And what this spawned for me was a major reset. I decided it was time for me to go back to basics, shed everything I thought I knew, and start from scratch, beginning with one major promise to myself. Education. Educate myself. Educate others. Learn. Grow. And allow change. Put into practice the open-minded state I already thought myself to be in for years. I turned back to my skepticism in the sense that I just began to question everything again. The ways in which I was taught things, even pagan rituals. I forced myself to look at everything I believe, 
and everything I do and make the decision for myself. Is this what I believe or is this what's been drilled into my head by someone else? How would I do this differently? Better. More. For myself and what works for me in both my personal practice and within my coven. How can I better embrace what does serve me? I don't remember the name of the person on Instagram who responded to my comment, but I wish I did. I wish I could thank them for calling me out without words of hate, for being a good and kind human being and graciously accepting the apology of a random person they didn't even know, and mostly for opening my eyes to my own hypocrisy. If you're out there, kind stranger, thank you so much. This podcast is in huge part because of you. And this brings us full circle back to the Satanic Temple. I have, of course, spent more time researching and learning about this religion than just the five minutes I initially took that very humbling day. So let's dive in. Before we begin, one quick note. The Satanic Temple is often mistaken for another religion, the Church of Satan, which was founded in the 1960s and is in no way affiliated with the Satanic Temple. At some point in our exploration, we'll discuss the Church of Satan, but it will not be our focus today. The Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion. You'll remember from episode one that non-theistic or atheistic religions do not revere a deity. So for those who are as unfamiliar with the Satanic Temple as I was, this may be confusing. The Satanic Temple does not worship or believe in Satan as a deity or in supernatural form, but rather they use literary Satanic symbolism as a metaphor to promote pragmatic skepticism, personal autonomy, to bring attention to and encourage evaluation of fears and perceptions, to highlight religious hypocrisy and encroachment upon religious freedom, and to promote separation of church and state, social justice, and social equality. To put this another way, the Satanic Temple does not worship the biblical form of Satan. They do not believe in the existence of Satan or in any supernaturalism. They use Satan as a symbol that represents the eternal rebel against arbitrary authority and social norms. They believe that undue suffering is bad, and that which reduces suffering is good. They do not believe in the symbolic version of evil, but do believe that blasphemy is a legitimate expression of personal independence from counterproductive traditional norms. The Satanic Temple is a new religious movement founded in 2013 by Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry. With the belief that religion can be separated from supernaturalism and still hold true to its core values. It was founded with the belief that religion without superstition is as deeply held as those with it. And to label an atheistic religion as a non-religion is both offensive and intolerable. According to their official website, the mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. 
the Satanic Temple is more than a religion. It's an active human rights movement, which has publicly taken a stand against hate groups and corporal punishment and public education. They have fought against laws that restrict women's reproductive autonomy and have worked to organize after-school clubs that stand equally with other religious organizations. Every religion and lifestyle has guiding principles, belief structures, or ideals that they hold true in thought and uphold in action. And the Satanic Temple is very clear about theirs. I will now share with you the seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple. 1. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. 2. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. 3. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. 4. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another, is to forego one's own. 5. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific fact to fit one's beliefs. 6. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. 7. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. When I personally look at these tenets and really think about the meaning behind them, they're not very different from what I believe myself. From a pagan's perspective, it seems easier to take the deity aspect of religion away and view the base of religion for what it is. Morals and values that are deeply held, deeply upheld, and deeply valid. The following five holidays are observed by the Satanic Temple. On February 15th, Lupercalia is celebrated. This is based on the Roman festival of the same name and includes the ancient tradition of having two days for feasting that lead up to the holiday. They recognize this as a Hail Yourself Day, which offers a parallel to the other centered traditions of Sol Invictus. This is a celebration of bodily autonomy, sexual liberation, and reproduction. So here's a little history based on what I know of Lupercalia. And according to the ways in which the Satanic temples celebrate Lupercalia, I believe this is decently accurate. Lupercalia is so-called because it was celebrated in ancient Rome in Lupercal Cave on the Palatine Hill. Traditionally, this was near the sanctuary to Romina, the goddess of breastfeeding and the wild fig tree. In Latin, Lupercal means wolf, and this is said to be where Romulus and Remus, the founders of Rome, were abandoned as babies and later found and suckled by a wolf. In ancient times, priests of two hereditary lines, 
one representing Romulus and the other Remus, would feast in the cave, offering goat and canine sacrifices to the gods. To symbolize the forgiveness of the bloody acts of Romulus and Remus, they would wash the blood from the foreheads of one priest from each side with goat's milk. Then the priests would fashion whips from the hides of the sacrificed goats and run through the town naked, symbolically smacking anyone they came upon in the streets with their goat whips. Getting smacked with these whips was meant to bring good luck and make the whippy extra fertile as well as easing the pain of childbirth. Lupercalia is often celebrated with feasts that include figs and milk, mock sacrifices, orgies, BDSM, asexual awareness, bodily autonomy, and wolves. On April 30th is Hexenacht. It is observed as a solemn holiday to honor those who were victimized by superstition and pseudoscience, whether by witch hunts, satanic panic, or other injustices. This is based on Walpurgisnacht. Here's a little history based on what I know about Walpurgisnacht. St. Walpurga was a missionary circa 710 CE who would Christianize heathens in Germany. It was believed that on Walpurgisnacht, witches would commune with the devil and hand themselves over to him, which was not true. But it became known as the witch's sabbat due to this fear propaganda by Pope Innocent VIII. And people would light fires on the hillside to protect themselves and their livestock from evil. Witches who celebrate Walpurgisnacht today see it as a witch's night, a night we have taken back to celebrate. This, of course, is not part of the Satanic Temple's Hexagnacht, so I will put a pin in this celebration for another time. I mention it only to explain what I know of the history of Walpurgisnacht. Within the Satanic Temple, celebrations for Hexagnacht include feasts with meat and sparkling wine, Grey Mass, which is a ritual to symbolically destroy dangerous pseudosciences and the delusions of Satanism, Destruction rituals, where members destroy an item that resembles or is associated with something in their life that has caused them pain, bonfires, music, and dance. On July 25th, the Satanic Temple celebrates Unveiling Day. In 2014, a statue of Baphomet with children was commissioned by the Satanic Temple and created by Mark Porter. It was made to symbolize a respect for diversity and religious minorities. Unveiling Day was July 25th of 2015 and is marked as a day to celebrate religious plurality and the shedding of archaic superstition. This holiday is celebrated with an unbaptism or molting ritual where members renounce superstitions that were imposed upon them without their consent as children. Halloween is observed on October 31st. Because Halloween is often considered evil, demonic, and satanic by non-pagan religions, the Satanic Temple encourages this to be a night to face fears. Costumes and candy are encouraged as forms of celebrating indulgence, darkness, and even spookiness. Sol Invictus is celebrated on December 25th. While this holiday actually takes place on December 25th, feasting is encouraged the two days prior. 
this is a celebration of being unconquered by superstition and to encourage the pursuit and sharing of knowledge. And here's a little snippet of history as I know it. During the Roman Empire, this was the day people celebrated the winter solstice and the birthday of the sun god Sol Invictus. Sol Invictus actually means unconquered sun. Celebrations for the Satanic Temple include feasts and wine, candles to represent the light of Lucifer, Black Mass, which is a celebration of blasphemy meant to be an expression of personal liberty and freedom, unbaptisms, or destruction rituals. Monuments and holiday displays are encouraged to celebrate this winter holiday, and gift exchanges are made to show appreciation for others. While there are only five holidays within the Satanic Temple, there are also a few days that the religion does observe if the members wish to. Roe vs. Wade on January 22nd. Devil's Night on June 6th. A celebration of Satan as a symbol of religion and knowledge that should guide the pursuit of justice. Blasphemy Day on September 30th. And of course, your birthday. And one other ritual that I was able to find, but I'm not sure in which holiday it is celebrated, is the defiance ritual, a pledge to challenge the status quo in a way that is personally meaningful to its members. I hope that this information has helped to shed light on what the Satanic Temple is and what they're standing for. I believe that what the Satanic Temple is fighting for is equality. They seek the just, good, and logical. I believe that what they are fighting for is humanity. I find it interesting that their sixth tenet speaks of people being fallible and that they should strive to make amends. And given that my one and so far only experience with a member of the Satanic Temple was them being so fast and willing to forgive me for my momentary and very embarrassing ignorant statement, and the fact that they encouraged me to educate myself. I would say that they certainly do hold true to their values. If you would like to read more or look into the Satanic Temple yourselves, I have linked their official website and Instagram account in the podcast description. But do yourselves a favor, broomies. Don't pull a sabron. Just take five minutes. As always, before we part ways, I like to give a small shout out to various pagan accounts on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok that I find educational or entertaining. Etsy or online shops that are pagan-based, websites, books, products, and physical stores that are pagan-written, crafted, owned, and operated. This week, I'd like to shine my pagan spotlight on the Instagram and TikTok account, I Blame Bill. This is the account of Rachel Kane, an atheist video creator who, in her own words, lives on Oreos and panic. What I love about Rachel's content is the way in which she uses humor to highlight hypocrisy and her intelligent voice to counter religious hate and fear and to call out those who seek to demoralize non-Christian or atheist lifestyles. I'm going to leave you with one final thought today. What I offer through this podcast is knowledge, based both on what I already know and what I research in order to learn, grow, and educate. I'm always willing to do the research and share what I learn, and I'll always be open to sharing my personal opinion. 
But the biggest piece of advice I will always put forward first is this. Hear the pros. Hear the cons. Listen to the opinions of all those who support both the pros and the cons. And then empty your mind of the opinions and do the research yourself. Because at the end of the day, Broomies, the decision you make on your personal opinion should be yours alone. Thank you for conjuring up some time to spend with me today. And until next time, Broomies, remember, don't drink and fly. Don't drink and fly.